Hi, I'm Grace. And I'm Ryan. And you're listening to the Porous Gallery Podcast. And this week we have a guest, Stephanie Pizzula. Say hi. 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 <laughs> hi. Hey. Yeah, I'm Stephanie Pizzula. I just moved here from Canada, like, probably basically three three months ago today actually. yeah so, so you moved from the same place that I did at yeah. around the same time that I did to yes. Chicago yeah. but we go to different schools yeah yeah so I go to SAIC oh. you wouldn't know her she goes to a different school yeah <laughs> oh there was a bit of a confusion there for a moment oh I was asked I was questions like did you two actually know each other before we knew mm-hmm. of each other yeah yes oh okay yeah I, I knew Grace's work, mm-hmm. and lots of people who were always like, you should hang out with Grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're in Chicago, and it's like, oh, cool, now's the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you go to SAIC? I do, yeah. So I'm a first-year MFA in the sound program there. Mm-hmm. And you have another MFA. <laughs> oh, yeah. Correct. I heard about that. What mm-hmm. is What is that? Well, I mean, uh, I have another MFA at the University of Alberta, which is in Canada, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, that, that department at the time would have been called, uh, what did they call it then? I think it was Intermedia. Intermedia, yes, yeah. thank you. Until they condensed something with something else that didn't exist and called it New Media. Yeah, and I think it's changed even since then. I think that it's expanded media arts. Really? But I don't know, you know? So if people are hearing this, they're like, no, it's just intermedia. It's still and intermedia. I mean, that that's good. Then I guess I know what the, what the MFA was in. It's intermedia. Yeah. It still holds. Yeah, it still holds. I, um, I also find that intermedia is like not a term that I generally hear down here. Yeah, it's not a term that I generally hear outside of the University of Alberta, yeah. um, other than, like, unless you're, like, kind of thinking of it in, like, historical terms. Yeah, so, <laughs> I describe, describe to the listener what the fuck intermedia is, because I try and describe it to people, and I say I'm an intermedia artist, they're like, oh, intermedia, yeah, Okay. that was yeah. my major, it was intermedia. That makes sense, that really does make sense. I guess I would think of intermedia as interdisciplinary. Uh, in that like you're working with lens-based mm. kind of projects or you're creating lens-based projects and then maybe that you're uh, doing some performance or some sound. It's like anything outside of maybe the 2D, but intermedia can include sculpture. Yeah, so what, what it, also, it also includes installation a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Intermedia definitely like combination of performance, video, sound, installation, yeah. sort of like a all-in-one catch-all term for like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, it's just a catch-all term for like, I don't just make paintings. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I mean like, even expanded print here is print media, mm-hmm. which can include like arts and technology, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. And I suppose sculpture people are probably working in, in installation as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, intermedia. I don't know. That, that's what it is. But this time around, I 
pick something a little bit more easy to explain. Mm -hmm. You know, sound, not always so easy, but easier than intermediate. (laughs) (laughs) Easier than intermediate to explain. Yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think it's very dependent on, like, who you are Mm -hmm. when you are going to that school, University of Alberta. Mm -hmm. And, like, for me, it just feels like, like, um, like an open degree. Like a, a like a studio arts. Do you have studio arts here? Yeah, yeah. that's pretty that's much what, we what we're yeah. in. Yeah, it's it's funny. I think that I think SAIC has um, like all of the usual fare, and in addition, there's also studio arts, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is confusing to me because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because like our. I mean, I get we. I would categorize our MFA as studio art. Yeah. Um, and we're fee- like we're free to do something like sound or performance. Mm-hmm. But um, it, we just don't have like a declared. No, I. Major. No, there's. That's kind of nice. Yeah, it's very. Mm-hmm very loose yeah because I don't have to major in MFA in textiles mm-hmm. or anything so there's Painting. that like fluidity yeah mm-hmm. which is nice yeah yeah to some some <laughs> some really want to narrow down what yeah. they're doing yeah really want to hyper focus in yeah but it's kind of like you know when you're really cold you can put on a whole bunch more layers but when you're really hot you can only you know you can only take off so much. Yes, exactly. It's like if you're in studio arts, you know, you can expand your work into whatever directions you want. Mm-hmm. But if you're like only in, let's say, printmaking, mm-hmm. I think it's harder to, you know, make that more depending on what institution you go to. So yeah. mm-hmm. for the folks who are like, I want it to be more. Yeah. Some people are looking for that very like narrow type of pathway. I guess. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. No. I like a broad pathway. What, so, okay, so you like a broad pathway, but you're in, like, a very specific yeah. discipline in MFA. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that sound is, for me anyway, this really fluid field. It's very liquid. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, sound can mean a lot, and sound can also be the absence of, you know, so... <clears throat> the way that you integrate a sound working, you know, it could be more musical, it could be more performative, but it also could just be something that makes a sound or a sound that drives a concept. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of possibility there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. Which leads me to ask, why did you, why the fuck did you go back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> why are why you, why are you back? in Chicago doing a second MFA? Yeah, I mean, that's a question I've asked myself a lot lately. I would say that... If you, do you want the real answer? Yeah, I want the real yeah. answer. <laughs> this is the embarrassing yeah, I want answer. The, I want the candid answer. I had a dream about it, and I, I had this, like, pretty intense dream. And when I woke up, my overwhelming sense... Like, have you ever had a dream, and you wake up, and you feel guilty? Or you have a dream, and you feel like, oh, that tooth I thought I lost... Is it still there? Like, it was like one of those kinds of feelings. And I was left with this overwhelming feeling of, I don't 
have, I'm not in the spot that I want to be in yet. And I think that I need to go to a place that has a clear definition of what they want and um, in terms of like sound or performance uh-huh. so that I can have a more open and critical discourse with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I did my first MFA during um, during the pandemic times mm-hmm. when people were still uh, isolating. Mm-hmm. And so to be a performance person and an installation artist, you know, it's not ideal to not have people uh, activate that work. And I think that that's like a really big part of the exchange. Not that like all art needs to have a kind of exchange, but for me, I, I was craving that and Mm -hmm. yeah so I like very specifically looked for schools that had this kind of program and didn't really expect to get in and Mm. oh I don't know here we are so remember remember follow your dreams (laughs) (laughs) follow your dreams move to Chicago yeah everybody's dream is to move to Chicago all roads lead to Chicago or something like that yeah sure I I think that's like an American saying is it I don't know. No, I'm from oh. Canada. <laughs> oh. I start saying it. Yeah. What are you now? All roads lead All to, roads Chicago. to Chicago. <laughs> this is my new Americanism. Wow, perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well. Oh, how? Uh, so I was looking at this article that talked about your previous curation uh mile zero dance oh yeah, yeah. the article mm-hmm. the edmonton the, journal the edmonton, the edmonton journal article ah oh, yes how <laughs> <laughs> i sent it because your website's down oh yeah it's up again it's oh up. but it's even less informative than it is it less informative i looked at it when yeah. it was still up i'm trying to like, like keep it kind of vague these days yeah. you know websites it's hard when you're in school to have a website that feels like it actually represents what you're doing because, mm-hmm. you know, language around art and like what you're creating and what you want to have represent you, like I feel like that's really murky for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm really trying to stay like, um, you know, in, in I want to like hold in a space where like, I don't know, what is it, Ambi- ambiguous? Ambiguity. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I really hope this makes it to the, to the podcast. <laughs> it's it's all going in. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> we need as much content as we can get. Shoot. Well. Um, yeah. So mile zero. Yeah. 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 Um, how, yeah. How was that experience for you? What part of the experience? Uh, the curation. The like what? Yeah, because like led you to that. Because we were, we. In this gallery, sure. we've done mostly just uh, things that hang on walls and sculptures. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mile Zero Dance is like a really, I'll give like a kind of a, a plug here. I mm-hmm. think it's a really special space in, mm-hmm. in Edmonton. Yeah, much needed <clears throat> space within Absolutely. Edmonton. Yeah, because first of all, it's been there for a long time mm-hmm. um, uh, as an established artist run center. And even though it's more of like a dance space, um, the director, uh, Jerry, she's just like 
really open to people interfacing with that space in different ways and kind of challenging programming, challenging performance and mm -hmm. dramaturge. And so, yeah, I don't really know how I first got, I, it was, it was, I was in an international performance art festival that happened in Edmonton. And that was kind of my first taste of working with Mile Zero. And to be honest, when she had asked me to do this, um, to curate this show, I was really shocked. I was like honored actually. <laughs> and it was nice because not only like, you know, like she invited me out, asked me if I would like to do it. And she also like treated me to lunch and I thought, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's the little things sometimes mm -hmm. that make you feel like you're actually in a career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yes. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was good. It was kind of strange, though, because I had to give the general sense of what the program would be so that they could start to get their promotional uh, materials ready um, mm -hmm. for, that, uh, for that calendar year. And I landed on the title Burt Blur because it was like sightlines was the season that we were in. And so I was like, oh, you know, if you have a bunch of things together and you squint your eyes, it just kind of like blurs together. But then everybody kept on saying to me like, I love that band, but I actually don't know that band. And then when I found out, I was like kind of like, I don't want to say too much, you know, I mean, teach their own, but I wasn't really going for like, you weren't really going for like lot. a 90s thing. No, uh -huh. no, definitely not. I was kind of going for like a, um, an interdisciplinary feel mm -hmm. where the programming was going to not just be individual artists showcasing a piece. It was going to be like this cohort and we were all going to get together and the show was going to be what it was through meeting and talking and seeing who might be interested in collaborating or not. Mm -hmm. And it was a really stressful time because it's it, it, like, I mean, I still stand, stand by that decision, but I think that I learned a lot. Um, you know, there were people, theater uh, people that were involved and dancers and visual artists and sound artists and the kind of industry standard for the organi organization of this kind of, I guess, level of uh, exhibition, it's it, just the expectations are really different. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I think I was really having to, in real time, figure out, okay, this is maybe too much time spent for this amount of money for this, or like, oh, but you know, the visual artists are really okay with spending this amount of time for this. And so when you have these different disciplines, um, it can get kind of chaotic. Yeah. yeah. If you want to be equitable and if you want to be respectful, yeah, which I do. <laughs> yeah, That's I, important. I, I saw the show. I was at the show. That's right. On the, on the Sunday, um, and it was, yeah, it was very, uh, very interdisciplinary. I'll, I'll say, bring up the word again. Yeah. I guess, but there was like, there was a lot of stuff that was definitely like contemporary dance, like very firmly. Yes. Contemporary dance, very firmly theater mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um very firmly sort of like experimental sound 
Yes. Yeah, it kind of happens that people group together and stuff started to emerge. And yeah, I mean, honestly, that would not have been an easy show to be a tech for. <laughs> I'm just going to say it, uh, you know. Um, no, there was like heat mapping and shit going on. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Alyssa Niner, she is a, is a audiovisual technician, technologist, and mm-hmm. uh, basically did all of the reactive visuals for every piece in the show. Um, so kind of the glue that held us all together was Alyssa. Yeah, that yes. was definitely the like very cohesive element was sure. the underlying like tech that went on as the thread that you know held every every different act together. Sure. Yeah, no, definitely true. Yeah. And like to be able to make each of those projects stand out on their own because you know, at the end of the day it is still, you know, uh, mocap, mm-hmm. and I think to be that skilled to have there be like a visible difference and not just be like really homogenous with the show. Like, I mean, yes, that did hold it together, but I think that there was like definitely aesthetic differences, yeah. which is impressive to me. I mean, yeah, Alyssa, many hats, um, and I mean, you come from a space where you work with those technologies. Yes. I do. So you, you. I do come from a space where I work with those technologies. <laughs> um, and I don't know, it's... <sighs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't work with any technology. No. Well, when... What do you work with? Ryan does paintings. I do painting. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's um, great. Yeah. Yeah. That's but I'm, great. It's, I don't know, it's a, it's a challenge to blend the technological with the material that's true it's i think it is a lot easier to do it with live work though yeah live performance you know um, yeah seems to kind of versus like hmm how do these embroidered kitchen towels relate to an unusable and confusing website you know it's like yeah how do they You'll find out later. (laughs) (laughs) To be continued. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still, I don't know, I'm still working on that question. That's good. Uh, Yeah. It's good to be working on questions. Mm -hmm. It's a good space to be in. I feel like I'm, that's that's like the theme of my life right now. Working on questions. Working on those questions. Yeah. So, okay, going off like the questions. Sure. The grappling with questions. What are you working on right now? Wow. What am I working on right now? Well, I'm working on a couple of different things. Um, We have something coming up uh, at SAIC, which is called Waveforms, which is like um, an exhibition of of performances that is like specific to the sound department. Mm. Um, So, I mean... I'm kind of thinking through what that piece is going to look like. And I think my initial thought was, oh, I, I'm going to make something that will be have a lot of element of live, the live body, live performing, sound creation. And um, 
I've just had a couple of like really good weeks. I don't know if you ever get that. It's like, I'll go into the depths of despair and question everything. And then all of a sudden I'll be like in the shower and it's like, oh, it's all coming together. So I'm kind of uh, coming off of that feeling right now. Oh, okay. And so um, projects are shifting right now and feeling Mm -hmm. like more concise. I've Um, definitely had those, those weeks. I don't know, <laughs> not just days. <laughs> oh, yeah, weeks for sure. Yeah. It's down and then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the workflow. Yeah. Yeah, part of the workflow. I'm somewhere in the middle yeah. of that right now. Mm. I'm not I'm not down here, but I'm not up, up there either, you know? Yeah. We had a <clears throat> open studios mm-hmm. last weekend. Just about to ask. Yeah, it was great. Um, but, I mean... You know, it it still kind of highlights the parts of my practice that don't necessarily fit into all art spaces. So kind of circling back to the idea of like how it is to curate a live show Mm -hmm. versus, you know, things that are maybe more static within the gallery space. Um, You know, there, I, I, I think that like going around and seeing what other folks are doing in their studios, it kind of shows me that maybe sometimes my work doesn't have that same kind of like end product, that object. Um, And so when you're working in like the ephemeral spaces and you're kind of like swishing around in that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was feeling like kind of like horrible after like, oh no. After open studio? Yeah, because I I performed kind of, I did like a kind of a sketch and I did something long form. And I mean, I don't feel like embarrassed or that I don't know what I'm doing, but to make a piece of long form sound live, if you kind of just come into it in the middle, it doesn't really have a lot. And then I I was just kind of, you know, doing that thing that no one should ever do, which is compare themselves to others. And I was thinking, (laughs) wow, everybody's just has these like great little pockets of um, exploration that they have out uh, in the window for display. And I was just kind of like Mm. on on the lazy river floating on an inner tube. Mm -hmm. So it was just like a different pacing, a different way of kind of using time in that space Mm -hmm. but on the other side I met a lot of really interesting folks that I don't think I mean there's a lot of buildings I don't know how it is here but it's really spread out the campus and so all the art buildings are every like every which way Mm -hmm. I certainly didn't make it to all the studios was it open to the general public it was not and Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a product of just this like pocket of COVID adjacent time or if it's always a little bit closed but I think that something I really enjoyed about it was that faculty didn't really attend Mm, so you got to just do you and be a little messy and it didn't feel so high stakes that's interesting because our open studios are on November 11th yes and faculty will be there oh okay faculty will be there they will be crawling all over they will just judge the hell out of us. Yeah. <laughs> they have every other day of the year to judge us. They truly do. Um, and they're also going to use that day too. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I did not have that, which is very unusual. Mm-hmm. I was kind of expecting it. But, I mean, not that I have like an issue with the faculty or anything. It's just nice to 
have uh, it felt more like artist run proper mm-hmm. in that like you're not looking over your shoulder thinking <laughs> oh no am I gonna have to talk about this later in a meeting with my advisor mm-hmm. <laughs> or can I just hold the shame of the thing learn from it and move on Perfect. yeah you get some yeah. sort of different experience yeah. versus like um trying to show your best face yeah, yeah, totally. And I mean, wow, it truly sounds like somebody is rolling a bowling ball. Yeah, it's the fucking L. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it the L or is it the the cleaner guy with the trash can? It could be both, either yeah. or. Because this sound happens in 1104, and that one is for sure the that L. That definitely, yeah. Is it? Anyway. Yeah, it I is. I feel like I sound like slightly pessimistic. <laughs> All this to say, it's the beginning of the first semester still in my mind. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I also think it's really important to talk about self-doubt in, in the arts. You know, mm-hmm. everything is always looking so glossy online and... You know, we want to put forward all of our best work and, like, frame everything in this space of, like, knowing. And, I mean, obviously, maybe I'm just, you know, going to describe my read on the situation. I'm sure that there are lots of people who just don't give a fuck about that at all. Mm -hmm. But I think that it can add to this pressure of, like, everyone else seems to have their shit together and I have eaten the same salad out of a bag for seven days in a row and I don't know what I'm doing, uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, But I I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I kind of, like, hold this truth, and it is, like, I make 70% of my work is, like, truly hot garbage, Mm -hmm. and I have to have that to get to a space where I'm just, like, you. (laughs) Yeah. That one out of the... (laughs) Many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you kind of have to, maybe, I don't know. I don't want to say you kind of have to. I kind of have to. Yeah. Uh, so, I was just thinking about, um, like, the studio. Sure. The like studio thing. Uh, was that work, like, a one, one-off one thing? Like, mm. not recorded? Just, like, if you're in there, you're in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't record it on my audio interface. So sometimes I'll patch my mixer through my computer in an audio interface, and I'll have that recording that exists as like a digital artifact of the event. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't normally do that. (laughs) What I did at Open Studio, you know, it was kind of like an experiment. Okay. I guess that used time as a material. But, you know, even if you're only making small adjustments to a piece of live sound, I find for myself that, like, two and a half hours is a long time to perform something mm-hmm. um, without being able to rely on, like, knowing that there's consistently going to be people in this space. And, like, also the studio that I'm in is quite small because I think that typically sound students maybe are using those spaces as kind of like an office and then the sound department has these really great studios that have like you know um, all sorts of different things depending on which one you're in and so you're kind of like working at your computer and then maybe whatever but because the sound that I create really exists in like space and is very object based and um, 
<laughs> yeah, I just like emptied it out. There's like a giant log in there. There's okay. A, yeah. Like a, like a Twin Peaks log. I did. Oh, bigger. <laughs> <laughs> bigger. Yeah, I think Twin Peaks, but you know, like, like but, you need several log ladies. Mm-hmm. To hold this log. It's like at least a five log lady log. (laughs) Yeah, and I I got it here in Chicago. How? Yeah, from the lakefront. Not from the lakefront. I I had been going to Jackson Park for a project uh, that I was commissioned to work on, and I kept on. I think that they that like the parks and rec must have been like taking down all of the like windblown snapped branches of Mm -hmm. oak trees, Mm -hmm. and there just seemed to be this one that I liked, and I kept on walking by it and looking at it, and then um, my friend Liz was like so kind and met me with her SUV, and I like lugged it over and. You know, it's been there ever since. But now my project ideas have completely shifted. And so now you just have a log, in, log there. in there. It's more even a branch, you know. So if anybody, you know, is going to have a bonfire. I'll keep the log okay. in my studio. Okay. I can get that to you. I feel yeah. like you're close enough. Yeah. We could, uh, you know, bring it back and forth. Yeah, we, we, could, could, like bring, we could share this log. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a new performance. Just like yeah. hauling this log through the loop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So wait a second, you you had to like get special permission to go onto each other's campuses just for this law. No, we'll yeah. just do like a front door exchange. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Much more civil. Yeah. We'll just do a front door exchange of the log. I don't know what it, what this is about yet, but we're both from Alberta and there's something there. <laughs> or there could be. We could really confuse yeah. people and say, oh, this is a very Canadian thing. This is a very Canadian from thing. From the city we're from. <laughs> log exchange is really culturally. Yeah. Hey, you want to go logging? Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like that seems like a... Log bug? Yeah. There's a pun in here somewhere. It's mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere. I mean, if you want to go logging, is more like a BC thing, but... Womp womp. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> I've seen some shows around Chicago, but I think you've seen different shows than I have. Yeah. Yeah. What have you been seeing? Well, I have seen a show at a place called The Hungry Brain, and it was a sound performance and jazz trio. Um, And it was like uh, Jack Wonk who is like, I think, a 69-year-old man who is a performance artist and sound artist that makes all of the sound. Or he creates sound with his like mouth and throat and mm. manipulates his face. And I mean, honestly, I don't know if you do this on this podcast, but if there's like a cut to, to Jack Blanc, I'd say... We're just gonna we're just gonna reference a cut and have no cut. Wow. No, that's perfect. I mean, for the people at home, this is where you pause and just YouTube it because it's really unusual, uh, but extremely inspiring. I would say it probably doesn't hold as a lot of performance 
seems to not hold mm-hmm. uh, uh, like as a kind of document mm-hmm. I mean maybe the sound recordings yes but like the live performance wild like truly wild but yeah. actually being there versus like watching a YouTube yeah. video of it yeah 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 but very cool and that that venue was really great what is that I've never heard of that venue before it's like a I guess like a bar yeah where's that located yeah so like Belmont Avenue mm-hmm. in uh in the old city of Chicago. Belmont <laughs> Avenue. Yeah. Roscoe Village. Roscoe Village. I, Does it say? That's close to where I live. Oh. Yeah. The Hungry Brain is close to Ryan. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's. Doable. Don't look me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, a funky, low lit bar with couches and games. It that sounds, actually sounds, it sounds nice. sounds great. Yeah. yeah. I've, never, I've never heard of it before. Um,. Wow. Okay. Twenty three nineteen West Belmont Ave. Yeah, I guess that's so. where it is. You're gonna go see something after this. After after we're done recording this podcast, yeah. and after we list every single event that we can remember that is going on in Chicago. Yeah. So tonight after this, I'm going to uh, see Joma Barbara, and it'll be like her solo con- uh, concert at Constellation. Which is less than a block away from Hungry Brain, which we've already mentioned as being on West Belmont in Roscoe Village. Which is like two blocks away from where I live. Which is two blocks away from Ryan. And what's kind of great about that is, you know, if there's a bunch of events going on, you can kind of just like dip in and dip out Mm -hmm. of all of these different spots, which feels really exciting and new. I mean... We couldn't do that in Edmonton at all. No. So it's almost... I don't know about how you're feeling regards to this but it's it was like a bit overwhelming mm. it's like having all your favorite candies in front of you and you know only really being used to having like three different kinds before I'm I'm very excited to go out and do stuff I didn't do I really didn't do anything in Edmonton and I felt really bad about it but it also there was like there was fuck all to do there like I could go to like a snap opening every six months if I really felt like it yeah, but at the same true. time I can only consume Nobody, nobody from Edmonton can listen to this. Yeah, this is what I've been thinking. I want to complain so much about Edmonton, but everybody from Edmonton is going to listen to this. Fuck but. you guys. Nobody from Edmonton is listening to this. I can only look at so many fucking prints of leaves. All right? <laughs> I've heard this before. <laughs> it's fine. I'm like thinking about if I've ever made a print of leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. No, nobody who makes prints of leaves likes me enough to listen to this podcast anyways. But you, you've done sound with leaves. I have. Wow. Is that an assumption? No. <laughs> I, really, I have done sound with leaves. I've, I mean, you have I've, a log in your studio, so. No, I've listened to that one sound, that one thing that's on your website, actually. Oh, that doesn't, oh, that does have leaves. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. This so is really. Resonance, yeah. This is, yeah. Thank you for <laughs> you were telling me. Yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah. the title. No, that's good. I guess, like, if we just circle back to when you had asked me what kind of work I'm making, yeah. I could say that, um, so when I came here, I had brought with me some glass instruments that fit to my body that I was working with for that piece, mm. uh, Sympathetic Resonance. And um, I didn't really anticipate remaking them. Um, but a big part of 
what I'm thinking about right now in terms of like things that I'm building is the reconstruction of these instruments so that they work and are more functional. I mean, typically speaking, the sound um, compositions that I create are usually like mic'd objects. So for example, like Grace would have seen a performance where a lot of the texture was coming from like um, a hydrophone stuck inside of like a big uh, pail of sand and kind of creating those static textures. And so I'm doing a lot of layering, I'm doing a lot of looping, but with the, with the glass instruments, they're kind of the first where I made something that was a bit more bespoke and like specifically suited as a new instrument and not just an object mm. that was used as an instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I've been balancing them on myself, but what you know, balancing glass bubbles filled with water on your body, which you know fatigues, <laughs> it's not so great. So I'm kind of thinking about how I can maybe make some kind of, I don't know, structure or belt or something to make them more wearable so that I can move. How did you make them? Well, I <laughs> I saw a piece of glasswork that I really liked at the, actually at the Alberta Craft Council. Mm-hmm. And it was- Great a, place. Yeah, amazing place. No problems with Alberta Craft Council. No, no, yeah, <laughs> it's very innovative. Yeah. But Leah Bucknell had work there, and uh, she's an Edmonton local glass artist. And they were like these blobs of hollow glass, and um, she had like stepped on them or like leaned into them. And I had thought to myself, oh man, like that would be so cool if you could mic that and fill that with water or move with it. And honestly, that stayed on the back of my mind for like a year and a half. And then I was able to uh, to secure some funding, mm. um, and I reached out, and she was open to making the project with me. But it takes a lot of work to make those kind of glass cast objects because you have to like make um, molds and forms of your body, and then you have to coat them in a graphite so that when the glass is like pressed on to the positive form of, of your body. Okay. It doesn't, like you can't use your own body because it would burn your skin, yeah. right? So there's all of these processes. And so I've been using uh, kind of, I've been kind of collaborating with like AI a little bit um, to write scenarios into like uh, Dolly and oh. to, <laughs> you know, sketch potential forms and then I think what I'll do is I'll end up um, building those in clay, firing them because I can actually form them to my literal body and then once I figure out something that's working, okay, then it's worth um, maybe going back into working with a glass artist and it would be great to work with Leah again. But you have to ship glass to Chicago from Edmonton. Yeah, I... And that's scary. I mean, I... Yeah, I feel... Or you could drive three days to go get glass. That's true. My whole practice is like... We live really far away. (laughs) Yeah, 30 hours, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something like, maybe more, 32 hours? It's it's long enough that I am never going home. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so that's... 
that's kind of something. But the piece that you talk about, that you were talking about with the with the leaves, mm-hmm. that's um, when you were working with microphone, like with that, like using a microphone to create like recordings of textures from objects, you sometimes will end up with a lot of like middle tone and high tone. Yeah. And so what you lack is like the bassier end of something. And so if you're making a piece of sound work, or at least the kind of sound work that I'm interested in making, I like to have these like bassier or more consistent like pads that can kind of be the foundation that I can start building and layering on. Okay. And so with the sounds of like those leaves or the sand or sometimes even just like cranking up and recording a low-end um, frequency feedback loop in the space that can create that um, space that I can then build from. Otherwise, it everything kind of like gets muddy um, if it's in the same tonal range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I thought you used like uh, like brick as well. Am right. I wrong? I've used like lava rocks before. Okay. I've used um, brick. I've used a lot of of branches. (laughs) (laughs) Hence the original branch discussion. But um, yeah, I don't know that I've used bricks. I mean, you're looking at me like I would know. I'm like, (laughs) do you remember? Did I use bricks? I mean, that wouldn't be out of the the range of possibilities. No, there's... um, Water, sand. Lots of lots of water. Oh, like matches. the of matches. Yeah. I mean, which is a problem here in Chicago because nobody wants you to have an open flame in the studio. Like, I find that oh. uh, that's like a big... <laughs> oh, so you're telling me if I need to light something on fire. This no. The... <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I'm... do it in 623 building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we need new floors. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what is the Epiphany Center? Mikey. Oh, go ahead. I think that it's uh, an art center, but I believe from what I've seen of it, like on the outside, the facade, maybe it used to be a church. Hmm. Yeah, which really lends itself to the work, I think. Uh, yes. Work. Yes. Uh, Mikey's work is very, uh, has a has a, like a religious undertone to it. Hmm. Uh it's, it's it's very I don't know whatever if you yeah. want to say that that's okay yeah yeah so there's there's Mike's show that's cool I'm trying to think of what else is going on that I know about I know that level three has a show switch coming up and I think that'll be really cool I want to say the artists are from like Italy level three is in Wicker Park I know that for yeah and it's a great mm. space actually I would say that that's one of I mean. I'm so new that I shouldn't say that I have a favorite space, but there's something really special about taking 115 stairs up <laughs> to this floor for this gallery. I don't know, I haven't counted the stairs, but it's like a pretty steep, like going up, I think about falling down. Yeah, that's, that's, how, that's know, how I felt when I was, when the first time I went to level three, I was like, I might die on, this, on these stairs. Oh, so yeah. I'm no wrong steps. Yeah, no. But uh, yeah, that show is. Uh, let's see. Let's let's pull it up. You know, I'm really struck by how artists still use Instagram here. You know, in a really casual way, which is kind of nice. Like you meet people, it's like no business card. It's like, oh, do you have Instagram? Yeah. 
that just doesn't that's just not something I've experienced a lot I still try and do that on my Instagram where it's like this is just my Instagram I also post art here I have no business card yeah it's kind of cool you know? I have no business having a fucking business card <laughs> for the open studios I had all these matchbooks Mm. And I thought to myself, oh, I'll just write my Instagram handle on the inside of the matchbooks. They're like little Canadian ones. (laughs) Yeah, somebody took wooden matchsticks and like put them inside of the matchbooks. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea who because I was too focused on what I was doing. I should get matchbooks as my business card for open studios, but you open it up and it just says get fucked on the inside. I mean, it makes sense. (laughs) It holds. Um, yeah, so the show that's up there right now is, I guess, going to be closing soon. It's called Just Do It Forever. Yeah, Just Do It Forever. I've been wanting to go to that one for a while now. So there's a show at level three called Just Do It Forever. Do we know that that's for, for sure the name of it? Yes. Okay, that's great. Um, when is that on until... That's on until um, the 30th. Oh, that's oh. awesome. So you still have got some time. The 30th of October. Yeah. yeah. Have either of you been to the uh, Florisonic installation at the Lincoln Park Conservatory? No, I haven't been there yet. Yeah, so the Experimental Sound Studio mm-hmm. um, here in Chicago has this really long-running program. I want to say it's like over 20 years that they've been... Um, commissioning artists to put sound work in the fern room of that space. I love ferns. Ferns are my favorite. Well, you would love this then mm-hmm. because it's like on the hour, um, there's a sound work and yeah, it's really fabulous and you know, will be only made better in the wintertime when mm-hmm. it's like this like warm kind of like Haven. space. Yeah, truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while that's happening, mm-hmm. um, the only other thing I can think of is porous gallery submissions are open once again <laughs> and extended cool. by a week. Um, if you listen to the podcast last week, that deadline was, was false. redacted. That is a re- <laughs> redacted deadline. The new deadline to submit is November 4th. November 4th. Nice. For our next show, yeah. the discarded. The discarded. We want your bad work. We want your work that, um, that you don't like, or that you have like looked at in a corner of your studio for forever, mm. um, and hand it to us. Is it unfinished? Like, ruin it. I don't care. Give it a new life in like a new a new environment. So now, is this for Columbia College Arts? Or is yes. the call open? It's for Columbia students only right now. Yeah. Well, that's, that's cool. That's good. Sorry. Sorry. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nobody needs me to do another two and a half hour long form <laughs> yeah. log performance. Two and a half hour unfinished log performance. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to be our guest curator? <laughs> yes, I would love uh. to be your guest curator. Yeah, the only problem is you have to curate from Columbia only. <laughs> I feel like that would be exciting. We should do an exchange. An exchange. A school exchange. Yeah. yeah. I'll curate some discarded work from Columbia, and okay. you <laughs> curate some discarded work from SAIC. Yeah. 
honestly, if we don't find anybody for like this, this is going to get cut out. But yeah, honestly, this, this is going to get cut out. If we don't find anything for discarded, I will literally just like take shit from like trash. Yeah, if we don't find anything, <laughs> literal trash. Literal trash. I will hang trash like things that I find on the sidewalk. Stephanie, do you have anything to plug right now? You wanna... Aside from your deep listening exercise? Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. Okay. Instagram handle. All right. All right. Thank you for asking, though. Thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. Can I plug your open studio? That's what I want to plug. Yeah, you can plug our open studio. <laughs> okay. It's uh, going to happen on November 11th. Yeah. Here at uh, Columbia College. Columbia College. 1104 South Wabash. There'll be a log for sure. There will be a log. There's going to be a log. Yeah, there's going to be a log. There is. <laughs> Um, okay. But don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe to Porous Gallery Instagram. Mm-hmm. Please, for the love of Christ, submit to the discarded show. Yeah. Link is in the bio. <laughs> Link is in the bio. Um, follow us at Porous underscore underscore underscore. Follow Grace at Sad Party Clown. And you can follow Ryan at Rye.Lucas underscore. R-Y dot Lucas underscore. Yeah, my, my Instagram handle is kind of... It's really bad. It kind of sucks. Yeah. Okay. Yours is great. Thanks. Yours is great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You can follow Stephanie... At S underscore Patsula, which reads spatula. Oh, it does read spatula. Oh. Yeah. Pretty big oversight. I am not a chef. It's a really... It's, <laughs> that's a great username, and that's just your name. That's great. You create sound you're a creator thank you not maybe thank you for that maybe you can can, can i just you can, get that sound bite yeah. i'm gonna listen to it that's all i want to hear when you i'm having create, a bad day you create sound you are a maybe, sound creator. maybe you can use a spatula <laughs> yeah yeah a metaphorical spatula mm-hmm. okay that's great that was our outro yeah thanks right. thank you guys thanks bye bye, bye.